Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you once again today. As you know, I am always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests. And i got to tell you, today's show is a winner. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that, and I'm excited to pick her brain for your benefit today, and quite honestly, for my benefit as well. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind group, or through Powerful Words Character Development, or All-Star Cheer Sites, You know how much I focus on the importance of understanding and continuously developing your marketing, right? Well, the show is going to help us to do just that. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. She's got a ton of valuable info about what I consider to be a super hot topic to help you succeed as well as a fun way to deliver it. So I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. As you know, we only get one trip around this merry-go-round, and we want to make sure it is one hell of a ride. Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. When you stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your child, your significant other, anything, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second. So before we officially get going, I want to give you a little bit of background about our guest today. Heather Ann Havenwood, CEO of Havenwood Worldwide LLC and Chief Sexy Boss, is a serial entrepreneur and is regarded as a top authority on internet marketing, business strategies, and marketing. Since marketing her first online business in 1999, bringing together clients and personal coaches, she's played an active role in the online marketing world since before most even had a home computer. In 2006, she started, developed, and grew an online information marketing publishing company from ground zero to over $1 million in sales in less than 12 months, starting without a list, a product, a name, or an offer. Heather Ann molded her client into a successful guru now known as an expert in this field. Heather Ann has been named by a few as an icon creator or the wizard behind the curtain. She's instructed, coached, and promoted hundreds of entrepreneurs, leading them down the path to success. She's produced and managed over 350 seminars and events and hosted teleseminars with many top online thought leaders such as Richard Flint, John Alanis, Susan Brayton, you name it, she's done it. So, <laughs> folks. There's a lot there. You could stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like listening to my own resume. Does anyone know? Does anyone listen like listen to their own resume? So thank you for that. That was wonderful. Absolutely. Heather, welcome. I'm thrilled to have you. Thank you. So do me a favor. Before we get started, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure of meeting you or hearing you speak, take a second and share your story with our listeners. You know, what are you passionate sure. about? What makes you tick? Who are you? Oh, thank you for that. I, I, 
I'm self-promoting. This is kind of fun. So one thing I actually like to do is actually teach, teach people how to self-promote. And it is something that we don't normally do is I'm going to talk about myself right now. Um, so actually, one of the things I'm really passionate about now is I have a book called Sexy Boss, and I really focus on helping women empower themselves, personal power, of tapping into who they are and going out there and creating a business that they love or a life that they love. So that's what I'm like really creating and what I'm up to. But I've my background's in sales and marketing. I've been an, an entrepreneur on accident, really, and un- completely unemployable since about 2001, 2002, uh, when I was first fired. I was actually first fired from my first job when I was like two. 1994-1995 and I should have gotten the clue there but I didn't I kept going back to more and more jobs and kept getting fired but then they like I we love you Heather but like you're, you're completely unemployable by us and I was like oh there's this thing called entrepreneurship I probably should do that so it it was a completely entrepreneurship on accident I've been an online entrepreneur pretty much since 2001-2003 with a lot of ups and downs and I consider myself now where I'm at is what I call uh, I've gone from bankruptcy to sexy boss and completely unemployable so there's that's me in a nutshell. And so now I like to help other people that it's okay. You're normal. You know, you're okay. You don't need Ritalin. You just need to be an entrepreneur. So that's how I like to see it. <laughs> yeah. That. I was actually given Ritalin when I was seven. Oh, God. Yeah. I know. Crazy. Right. Actually, I used to throw it away until my mom, I, I took it and I would like throw it down the toilet. I took it mom. Yeah. <laughs> so I just... always thought that it made me happier than other people. Cause everybody else was like, Ooh, and I was like kind of jumping off the walls and I didn't want to be like them. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? Yeah, you know what? It, it it explains a lot. It does explain a lot, right? Now it's like something that's one of my assets, but back then it was like, no, sit down, don't do anything, be quiet. Yeah, yeah. you know, we we tell everybody to sit down and shut up, but realistically, you know, that doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't get you anywhere. I bet you when Donald Trump was six years old and seven years old, they would have given him Ritalin too, but luckily they didn't have it back then. So right, well, now he's amazing. He's self promoter. So like, go go, Donald. <laughs> By, yeah, by the bottle load, they would have given it to him. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, tell, tell me this: how, um, you know, because I, I feel like this is this is going to be great information. I, I feel like there's so many of my listeners, especially the folks in the in the cheer world, who are so so driven. Um, how did you get first started in your business? This is a great question. I want to I want to kind of veer to the cheerleading side for a second. Do you mind? Please. Because uh, when you told me that earlier, when you said it's a, your, a lot of your listeners are in the cheer world and, and fitness world, I, I have a, you know, a kind of a background there and uh, a heart, heart centered for that because I started in drill team and dance when I was a kid and of course in drill team. And I'm from Texas. So if you understand what Texas drill teams like, like, it's the bomb, right? We had the boots and we had to kick our feet up right to our nose. And if we hit our nose, we couldn't be it. And game the next week, and uh, Dallas Cowboy Chillers were our idols. Okay, so you get that world. I actually did try out for the Dallas Cowboy Chillers. Wow. I did. I did not make it, obviously, but understandably have an amazing amount of respect for that world because they work their tail off. And then only they, I don't think they get the respect, and they're very disciplined, especially the cowboy cheerleaders. They're very disciplined individuals and women to be able to do what they do at that level. It's pretty powerful stuff. So I have an affinity for that. So how did I get started in entrepreneurship? I promise you, during my uh, high school days of, of cheerleading and, and, and drill team, 
you know, they weren't walking around going, you should be an entrepreneur, you know, because, uh, you know, I was one of those ones that, of course, I'm not part of the debate team. I'm part of the Chilean team, you know, so uh, it put me in like a stock of people, you know, called that club. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't really belong in that club. I just kind of was there in that club. And I, through the time of college, I kind of veered away and become, became myself. And I fell into sales and marketing and business. Um, and through that is really kind of where I began to find who I really was and uh, be able to speak and get out there. But how it really happened is I was in corporate America and I was doing really well. At the age of 24, 25, I actually became number one in sales for a big, big company called SBC Global. Back day, that's one of the Bell companies back in the day. And uh, I did very well. Congratulations to me. But I didn't know what I was doing. It was like an accident. Does that make sense? I just had so much drive. I just like, ah, you know. And so I was like, oh, look at that. I won. I don't know what I win, but I, I won something. And then they fired me. Like at the top of my game, they're like, okay, you're fired. And I'm like, I don't understand now. Wasn't this whole thing because of where they work hard and then they like congratulate you and give you a lot of money and they keep you around? Is that how that's supposed to work? But that didn't happen. They fired me. I was devastated, you know, because I was, did really well. Like I really was number one in the entire country out of like 10,000 sales reps. And I had no clue. I didn't understand the politics of business necessarily at that point. Mm. Um, so through that process, one day, I saw an infomercial. <laughs> I, I find this story funny because I really was down the dumps, and I, I went to go visit my girlfriend who just got married, and I'm sitting on the couch with her uh, now husband at the time, and um, she he's like flipping the channel, right? He's doing whatever he's doing, and there's this infomercial, and it says, do you want to own your own business? Do you want to control your life? And I'm like, that's me. <laughs> Don't change the channel. But I didn't want to tell him that. So I'm like, oh, da, 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 da. Like, they're telling you to write a phone number down, and they're coming to the seminar the next day at 1 o'clock, and I'm, like, writing it down on this piece of paper on my hand or something, you know. And I'm actually like, I didn't see that. <laughs> so I'm writing it down. I, t- I totally lie and tell them that I'm leaving the next day, and I'm going back home, and I don't. I go to this seminar, and at this point, I'm, I'm actually out of work. I am officially out of work. And and out of college. I just finished college and out of work. So it's a double doozy. And I go to this little seminar and uh, the guy's in the front of the room and he's like, don't you want to own your life and own your business? And you can do this with this kind of, this kind of business, kind of real estate investing thing. Right. And I'm all over it. Right. I'm like, yeah, this is it. You know, it's going to take my business away from me. And uh, of course they gave you a discount for having a spouse. I'm not married. So I kind of nudged the guy next to me. I'm like, Hey, you want to be my spouse? He's like, Sure. <laughs> I'm like, when he was headed, let's just go with it. He's like, all right. So we go to the back of the room and I'm like, this is my spouse. And I knew the people in the back of the room were like, you are so full of it. But we are going to let you go with this. They knew it too. They're like, yeah, that's your spouse. No ring. No nothing, right? <laughs> the guy's probably 20 years older than me. I, I don't even know. I still don't know that guy to this day. I could probably walk fast him and I still don't know him. Um, so I signed up with my spouse and, uh, the next week they came to town. We had this three day seminar. Long story short, the back of the room people and the people that worked the, the room or, you know, worked the business, they liked me. They're like, you're kind of fun. And they go, you want to travel with us? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so there we go. I moved off to Florida and that's how I got into the direct response 
marketing world where I traveled the country and I did these seminars where you would walk into a room and you had to create this whole presentation. And in two and a half hours, you had to, you know, really have people say, yes, I want to do a seminar and I'm going to give you $3,000 for that. So you learned the art of persuasion, no like and trust, self-promotion really quickly because if not, you'll starve. So that's how I got into this business. That's fabulous. It's a fun story. I love that story. <laughs> it's weird that I swear, wherever my husband is, or that spouse guy, I don't know where he is. <laughs> I think it's Jason, John, or Joe. I don't even know. Some guy. guy. Some guy. What, um, tell me about marketing though. I mean, do you feel, did you feel like this natural affinity towards it? I mean, what, what, what drew you to it? It was natural for me. Um, <clears throat> It was always natural for me to, to sales and marketing was always natural for me, but I never knew because it was natural. Um, and people can relate to this when it's like dancing's natural for them or martial arts is natural for them. If there's a natural ability to it, and then there's like once you learn the actual science of it or there's the techniques of it or the actual strategies of it, it takes it to a whole nother level. But sometimes because you're natural at it, you don't want to learn all that because mm -hmm. you're like, I'm just good at it. And uh, until you actually understand the principles and the strategy and the science behind marketing and sales, then you actually have power around it. Because up until that point, it kind of uses you versus you use it. So um, I begin to actually understand the principles behind marketing, the principles behind self-promotion. There's like true principles of it. They're time-tested principles, no matter if it's the 60s, 70s, with social media, without social media, it doesn't matter. It's a time-tested principles because it's human behavior. So once you understand that practice, and that's when I began to learn that practice when I started traveling the country. So that's how I was began drawn to it because, like I said, I was I was successful in corporate America in sales, but I don't know why. You know, they just threw a cell phone at me, a business card, and a yellow pages, and they said, "Go, you have a quota, and if you don't make it three months, you're fired." That was it. There was no training. There's no principles. It was just like have fun. And I had to. I had to figure this thing out. So it was a numbers game. And then years later, I learned why I was successful at it and the natural things I was doing, but I didn't even know what I was doing. Um, and then you can actually leverage those things because you can actually see the principles working. And that's the that's the power of marketing and sales. I, I, have, a, I, have, I have a really pointed question for you. Sure. I know that a lot of our folks, a lot of my listeners, and a lot of my clients um, – you know, love doing the thing. They love being a coach, probably more than they love being an owner. But the the self promotion aspect. Mm. If you had call it three minutes alone in a room with somebody who is probably a little bit timid or shy about self promotion, what would you say to them to turn that around? First the thing. First thing I would say is normal. Hmm. It's very normal to uh, be resistant to self promotion, <clears throat> especially when you're good at a thing. You know what I mean? Like you're good at something, a doctor is good at a thing, or a dancer is good at a thing. They feel that the thing, the skill of the thing, the master, the mastery of that thing or skill should already promote oneself. And that's just not the case. This is not the truth of how we live. Okay, so good example, McDonald's is not the best hamburger ever, 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 but it's the best self-promotion. You know, and so therefore it wins in the game of numbers of called, you know, hamburgers. Uh, Donald Trump right now is really big in the in the in the world as we're doing this podcast. So again, another person he might not be the best businessman in real estate, but he's a great self promoter of it, 
And you may agree that he is good at politics or he's not. doesn't matter. He's still the best self-promoter of. Okay, so you have to see it as as the skill set of whatever the skill set you're promoting is one skill set. And then the other skill set is actual self-promotion. And having people be attracted to whatever you are selling, skill set, yourself, your coaching, your dance squad, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Uh, martial arts is a big one. I know some people here that are in martial arts school, and they're very good at that thing called martial arts and teaching that thing. And they just kind of assume if they're good at it, people are just going to talk about it. And what they do, to a point, to a leverage, but you have to really make sure that you go above and beyond. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the first step if somebody wanted to, okay, so I need okay. to actually start with self-promotion. Sure. So what? the first thing is to first distinguish that, is this distinguish themselves versus the thing. And then once they do that, they have to then attach themselves to that thing. And that the people buy people. Okay, we don't buy the skill, we buy people. We buy the things we know, like, and trust. Okay, so you have to really promote yourself, promote yourself and your business, whatever that is, um, as we're the best, we're good, we're awesome, and create the time, time-based principles, which is having other people say that you're great, the, the testimony. One, what is the, the attraction of your business is number two, meaning the copy, what are you saying, how are you saying it, uh, is the name fun and sexy, is it something that people will be attracted to, will they trust it, the colors, things are attracted to, but more importantly, put that face with it. Um, there's a, back in the day, I used to do acting classes when I was a kid, and the name of the company was Star Makers, basic name, right, but think about it, every Every mom and dad wants their kid to be a star, right? And then they want to be a star, star makers. There you go. And uh, the owner was Tina Caffio. And really, Tina had been around so long and doing, she'd done this. She'd become creating apprentices and really had passed the art of somebody else. But people wanted Tina, you know. They wanted to pay, and they paid more for Tina to be coaching their child, right? So you want to have, you want to put yourself out there as the one, you know, and that you can teach other people your skill and you'll have apprentices, but you want to be the one so that at some point people pay you triple the amount of money to have their kid, child, or person work with you specifically. Got it. Got it. Got it. Does that make sense? That's, it, is that no, it does actually. Tangible it, enough? It, it most certainly is. Um, yeah. Tell me this. You know, I find that, that most successful folks tend to live by their own set of rules. So, oh yeah. What would you say your primary rules are? I have them listed right here. There's a ton of them. I have about well, not ten. I say ten. There's about ten. And I look at them every day, and I kind of just choose. Well, I'll just choose one, and uh, we can kind of talk about it if you want to. Sure. So, um, here's an interesting one. I'm exactly in my life where I want to be. Hmm. Mm, I know that one's kind of a. No, I'm not. You know. And actually, you are. You are exactly where you want to be because you're there. And if you choose, if you want to be somewhere else, or if you want to go somewhere else, or you want to take your life or business somewhere else, then you get to choose that and then take actions to go there because then you'll be exactly where you want to be then. So basically, it's like you put yourself there, you know. That's kind of how I see it. And it's a, it's a, an ability to be responsible for all areas of your life. I like that. It's kind of a, one of those, I don't like that one, you know, but I like that one, but I don't like that one. <laughs> well, uh, 
But that actually, um, those are always the best ones, right? Yeah, the one that makes you really think. The other one that um, actually during my bankruptcy, where I was kind of coming out of my bankruptcy, this one I used daily. So I think during that time of um, going through that financial crisis and kind of uh, a swirling was going around in my head daily. Like, what do I do? What do I do? Kind of swirling around in my head. So this one was a good one, and I use it daily. question is, does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? Hmm. So, in little choices. There are times I was making tiny little choices. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Because I just had this, this, my confidence was shaken, you know, on, on a core level. And I just was constantly in a swirl. So, a, a mentor gave me that one. And he's like, well... Does this feed your confusion or strengthen your clarity? And the moment you ask your brain that question on a decision, you know the answer. Right. You know what I mean? And you can give yours and you can give it all the well, but, but, and, and this. And, but if you just put it to that one question, your brain will quickly tell you the answer. Huh. That's and the right decision. You know what I mean? Yeah, what a what a what a great way. I'm just thinking, you know, as far as staff meetings are concerned, what a great opportunity to really cut down on all the crap. Yeah, all the drama. But and then this, and then what if I? And then they say this, and especially I know, and I'll speak to the, the cheer crowd again. I'm sure they have they have the students, you know, and then they have the moms or the parents oh, yeah. saying whatever they're saying. And uh, sometimes they're in complete conflict. I'm sure, and sometimes they're in alignment. Sometimes, I guess, uh, but really probably more conflict than than alignment. And you know, then you have the child, what they want. You know, they're growing up and they're moving those decisions around in their head. It's a great question to ask all three parties. Absolutely. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it'll the, help. Yeah. The uh, yeah, the, uh, I would probably say on a weekly basis, I hear it thirty to forty times from owners. I love this if I didn't have to deal with the parents. Yeah, no, I so, get that. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Now, here's one. Actually, I, 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 I'm just curious. You know, how uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of corporate structure, um, and in my um, in my experience, I've never seen your title before. So, how did you get the title and the name of Chief Sexy Boss? <laughs> well, it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> sure is. <laughs> it's not Chief Hellhole or something. I don't know. It's just up. Uh, well, first of all. It was through, there's kind of a story behind it. There's, um, through my bankruptcy, like I told you, I was really successful, did all kinds of great stuff, da 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 da, and then I hit this, I just hit this place, and the next thing I know, I, it just shattered, and I filed bankruptcy, foreclosure, the whole thing, boom, what do I do? Kind of lived on an island for a while, stared at the ocean, did that, wasn't sure, and then I came back to, I actually came to Austin, kind of coming back home, I'm from Austin, Texas, I live in Austin, and through that time, um, I became really, um, mentored under a guy named Joe Sugarman, who I love dearly. He's a copywriter and drug response marketer and a very successful businessman. And uh, we were just talking one day and he said, you know, you're, he's like, you're, you're a sexy woman. You're sexy, but you're also the strong woman. He's like, you're kind of like, I don't know, like a sexy boss. Ta-da. And I was like, Oh, Oh, really? I'm a sexy boss. What's like, huh? I kind of like that. He's like, yeah, you're like a, you're like a sexy boss. You're unique. And I went and looked online and, um, you know, I grabbed it, of course. And then I did a trademark and then Hugo Boss came after me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, what's that? I guess it's a good name. I don't know. So, yeah, so we now have the trademark for it. 
Men, um, but yeah, I, I can't use it under certain things because of Hugo Boss. That's fine. But it is interesting because when you say the word, and I call myself Chief, Se- Chief Sexy Boss because it's fun and I kind of like to own that. But I, my tagline with people is be you, be real, be sexy boss. Be the sexy boss of who you are. Like own who you are. And that's really the term because when we say the word sexy and we say the word boss, in today's terms in corporate world, they get all weird. You can't be both. you got to be one or the other. And you look at people today like Hillary. Again, I'm not a fan of Hillary. This is personal opinion, okay? But she is not a sexy boss to me. She does not own her femininity. They're trying really hard right now to make her look that way. But come on, she wears suit, you know, the, the pantsuit. She looks all manly all the time. She doesn't own her femininity. Right. She's not elegant in any way. And I think Carly Furiona, because, again, I'm just talking big names here uh, because we're in that time of year. It's like she is a woman. You know she is a female. She owns that she is a woman. And so there's a there's an elegancy of being able to own your femininity with also being the boss of your life and being the boss of business and being the boss of people. You know, you can own that and have a balance to it. It doesn't have to be like all one or the other. And so I feel it's a it's a way of being. In the world, I love it. I love it. I love Hope it. That you helps know? people, and I think women, you know, women especially if they're in the dance world, uh, their their job is to be pretty, pretty and 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 thin and all these other things, you know. And then they have to be the boss, and then there's this like weirdness around it, and it shouldn't be that way. No, there's but definitely is. a dichotomy between you know you know your persona and you know what you do with it. Hmm. This is, uh, that, that's actually, this is probably the best way I've, I've heard it described. Cause it's a nice balance. It's being able to own your femininity and own your masculinity. And say on the man side, when a man can own both sides of himself, the, man, the masculinity and the femininity, and they have that balance, that yin-yang, as we call it, um, and is kind of in his own skin, we call that charisma. Oh, wow, he's very char- charismatic, right? Or he's very, he's Absolutely. very successful, charismatic. But when a woman, like, is successful, quote-unquote, and is really bossy, we call that bitch, okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, weird, right? Why can't we call her charismatic? And um, and that's fine. We get it. What's happening, though, is when you own both and you own that balance as a female, that's what's really attractive. Just that right now, that's not what's uh, normal. And so women feel like they have to choose between one or the other. They feel like they can't have that balance. Wow. And so I think that the word sexy boss it emulates that. But what I find interesting is that I've had, um, I get two, I get one or two reactions about it. I get like, oh my God, I love that. That's so, I love it. The name is different. Or I get like, how dare you? Like I get like one or the other. I never get like, a, oh, that's neutral. You know? So because it, it does spark something inside of ourselves. Like, well, you well, can't right. be both. Well, the polarization aspect of that is brilliant. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I'd much rather have them go one way or the other versus just plain old vanilla. Right. I agree. But men, we want men to be sexy, right? We want men to be charismatic and sexy and powerful and blah. You know, we want all that because that, we, we find that hot in society. Right. But when females do that, it's like this weird, you can't or something. So. <laughs> Except you can. But you can. No, you can. I now tell you, you can. <laughs> well, and that's, I mean, sometimes folks just need permission, right? Yeah, I give you full permission to be a sexy boss. <laughs> Men, too, can be sexy bosses, by the way. 
Yeah. Well, tell me this, because it's now time for our resource of the week. So tell me how my listeners can find out more about you and how you help entrepreneurs to succeed. Because i got to tell you, this you clearly got a ton of goodies. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I have goodies. That's good. Well, you can find more goodies if you'd like to at heatherhavenwood.com, just like it sounds. It's not Heavenwood. Of course, I am, but Havenwood, actually. So Heather Havenwood and uh, Sexy Boss. Inc.com. Don't go to sexyboss.com. I tried to buy it at $75,000 and just don't go there, but <laughs> they wanted $75,000. I'm like, that's hilarious. So I bought sexybossinc.com. That does a job. And yes, the, it does a job. So the head, tell me a little bit. So uh, at heatherhavenwood.com. So again, H E A T H E R H A V E N W O O D.com. What are they going to find there? So what are they going to find there is just, it's, it's all about me, self-promotion, uh, really uh, about my business and my background. And I right now, my focus is working with um, entrepreneurs, small business owners that want to learn how to take their current database, current client database email list, and how to leverage that. So if you're interested in, in working with me specifically on your business and how to leverage your current clients, I'd love to talk to you about it, and you could work with me. So that's really what's there. I have an upcoming podcast, and um, a lot of my podcasts that I'm on are, is on that main site. The Sexy Boss Inc., though, is really geared towards women. It has my book there. talks about my book. And I also have, if you opt in, you get three chapters of my Audible book. So I, I'm one of the few authors that I did my own audio book oh, on cool. Audible. Yeah, very I, I do suggest all authors try that. It's really hard to do. <laughs> to not only write your book, but let's now do an audible about it. So I did that, and I highly suggest you go check that out. You, you'll get a sample of my the, of three chapters um, of the book. You're welcome to check that out. But it's really geared towards women and personal power. So sexybossinc.com. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, you can also find it on Amazon, but you oh, can buy it there. But buy it for you. Got it. Um, I always like to end my podcast with one important question. So if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or more importantly, help them to live a better, more balanced life, what would that piece of advice be? The number one thing I would say is your email list slash your customer list is your biggest asset. And so to focus on your biggest asset and to grow your biggest asset and to keep it going. That's the key piece. I mean, I, I've heard of business owners who've been around 20 to 23 years, and they don't have an email list. Oof. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, my God. You know, and so it really, specifically with local businesses, it's, local businesses are huge. And if you're a, a dance, I know you said dance and cheerleading, you kind of have two customers. You know, you got you have parents and the kids. And so I would I would suggest segmenting that list out. Uh, same thing with martial arts or any kind of any kind of business that focuses on kids. Nowadays, kids have emails. You know, it's no longer they just they actually have their own email account. So why not segment that list where you're sending information and tips to the kid, but you're also sending information and details of what's going on to the parents. I love it. It's it's I mean again it's, it's all about engagement, right? Say again. It's all about engagement. It's all about engagement and, infor- and making sure that you're in communication with them. That is perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I hope perfect. That helps. Absolutely. Heather, thank you so much for joining me today. Obviously, I know sure. how busy you are. And uh, the fact that you could share some wisdom and some fun with us today, I really appreciate it. 
Sure, no problem. I hope it was uh, powerful for you. Most certainly. Folks, that is all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. Go get them. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.